very excited to host this panel on building space and information as knowledge graph in AC. We have quite heavy and a lot of talented people in this panel and I, I really admire all of their work. So we have Vaseem, Theo, Ahmed joining this panel. Thanks a lot guys for your time to do this. And my first, <laughs> my first uh, question is, what's your favorite data structure and 3D file storage format? <laughs> right. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's probably not a surprise given the topic. Favorite data structure is a graph. Uh, and I've had uh, a lot of fun saving that graph in JSON formats and sending it to, to Speckle. But in, in terms of, I mean, I think we are going to talk about how we're moving away from file formats into using APIs for uh, transfer of information. But we'll graph. Graph and, graph and, graph and no, file, no, no file format. How about that? Graph <laughs> as a data structure and no, let's let's stay away from file formats because they're a bit of a trap sometimes. <laughs> what about you, Theo? Uh, well, I think I'm I'm wearing a Blender T-shirt, so um, <laughs> I cannot hide my uh, my love for certain software. Um, but having had a lot of project headaches with file formats, I would say that no file format is is the answer in the end. Um, and uh, uh, lately, I kind of find myself aligned with with the theme and, and that. Uh, a graph data structure makes more sense uh, in architecture, um, and there are there are a lot of. I mean, even if you work on it on paper, is a is a funny bit. So, uh, from that point of view, on on the information um, layer, I think working at it from that that perspective is is um, is a great thing. Um, if you have to have a file format, I would suggest it's an open one that people can read and write to and, and there are no restrictions on how you communicate on it. Mm -hmm. uh, Ahmed, what are your thoughts? For me, I was like nearly before like one year, like a uh, Revit heavy uh, worker in Revit. Uh, like I like how BIM uh, it's structured. Uh, but when you get when you get deep inside, you know how how this uh, database or how this structure is weak, and there is no connection with that. Since I maybe one year, one and a half year now, I met Wasim. He turned my head into uh, a data how data should be and how how data could be. Uh, you know, architecture at the end he need uh, the fastest way to to present his mind to people and to clear his idea. So uh, from my point of view, I hope this with the graph using graph now uh, methods, we will, we will have better structure of our architectural data. So graph, I hope. I see. And file format, has it changed from BIM uh, or Revit? I don't like any file formats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe till now, till now, the maybe it's not like clear, but uh, the the CAD AutoCAD file format till now for me uh, it still makes sense uh, because uh, 
it is everybody know it till now everybody can deal with it everybody can change information through through this type of file uh just like that accessible I cool. yeah so uh i know the topic is centered out around knowledge graph and uh topologic uh is a core component of one of our discussion and how it would be uh, insightful if we discuss like how topologic handles data in the backend and the software. So I'd like to ask Vaseem if you can brief us uh, how how it works. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me let me share my screen really quickly and uh, talk through. You know, I, I'd rather talk through through slides perhaps. Uh, let's see. Okay, so I assume you see my screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I've been I've, I've been I've presented this a couple of times now, uh, and I always show this image, and this is from 1974, uh, and Necroponte used it in his book in 1976 in Soft Architecture Machines, and it is an image that tries to capture what a house is it's called houseness and obviously when you see this image it is a a graph of some sort a graph is basically nodes uh, that represent entities that have uh, you know attributes uh, and edges are usually they usually represent relationships between those entities so you know you see at the top it's a house and it is also connected to uh, a bathroom and it is connected to the outside and it is a relationship where it says must have access like must have access to the outside right so any house must have access to the outside and that starts to uh define what houseness is so houseness is not defined by just simply uh, the elements it's made out of, because you can you can have those elements stacked in pallets on a site and they wouldn't make a house. A house happens when these elements are constructed in a certain uh, order, they are put together in a specific space, uh, but also that they are connected. So if you put a roof on the on the ground or if you put the doors on the roof, obviously you're not going to have a house. So not only the location, but also how it is connected to other entities. And this is the basic idea behind, behind uh, graphs and thinking about uh, buildings as, as graphs. Because if that information is missing or, or ad hoc in the sense that some of that information is there, but some other aspects of it is not there, you get in trouble. And as for a BIM system or for a completely or fully featured system, we need that topology to always be there and this is what topologic tries to do is to build entities that are always connected to each other and you can always ask an entity to give you back information about what it is connected to what does it share with other entities where is it located in the world and all of that geometry topology and also now uh, semantics or ontology in the sense that the topology can also tell you what it is. You can, as a user, put information in it. So that's ba the basic idea behind uh, behind topology. 
but I will I will pause here for a second if you if you have any questions about that. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm trying to understand. So I was comparing this with like a scene graph where you have a global scene, then you have mesh geometry attached to it, like uh, for AC perspective, like scene graph is very common in game engines and other like computer graphics. So uh, what are additional information data uh, or are we structuring it differently than parent child or like how would you right. optimize it? Yeah, S scene graphs are a kind of a graph, but it is usually uh, hierarchical, right? It is usually a set of objects that have may have children and these children may have other children and, and these and they have properties. So it's a it's a hierarchical directed graph perhaps with with properties. Topologic does not have to be a directed graph. It can be, but topologic is a, a full graph, fully three-dimensional interconnected graph. Uh, every node in the graph can have uh, a dictionary which has keys and attributes. So you can say this is, this topologic entity uh, is a window and it has a manufacturer, obviously, and it has a cost and has a U value and, and has a width and a length. Uh, that's completely up to the user to kind of put the semantic layer on top of a topologic entity. But at the same time, this window doesn't just simply uh, exist in a vacuum. It belongs to a wall. So the wall performs in, in topologic lingo the context of the window. But also that window can exist in multiple contexts. So the window can also belong to the room. Obviously, you would want to think of a window belonging to a room or to another space. So does it also belong to the wall? It also belongs to the space. So the idea is that if you build multiple graphs that are all interconnected, that serve specific purposes, you can say, I want a graph that talks about how spaces are connected to windows and doors. And I want another graph that talks about how spaces are connected to each other. Or I want another graph that talks about public and private spaces. So you can layer these graphs on top of each other. And you can also draw connections between them so that then you can have a fully interconnected knowledge graph that then you can mine for information. Got it. And is it strict entities? Like, for example, if I have a window, does it only connect to, like, if I remember it correctly, you have like visual scripting platform where right. I can add, attach plugins and component. So if, does my window component strictly attaches to vertical wall context or it no. can be any anything? Oh, okay. Absolutely. I mean, this is the beauty of topologic is that topologic is, does not, is not an, in a, in a strange way, it's not an AEC software in the sense that it did not lock itself into the lingo and the jargon of AEC. So actually, we don't have windows. I mean, I, I think uh, uh, Clifton Harness made made a joke about this. He said, "Oh, what you know, Wasim and topology they call it apertures. You know, you know very, <laughs> very sophisticated name for windows and doors. Which is, but we made that choice on purpose because an aperture <laughs> is simply an opening. Correct? It's something that lets either information or material or people through it. So we did not know what people are gonna use that type of object for. So for example, if you are dealing with a uh, line drawing, a 2D line drawing made out of single lines, 
you can actually place an aperture, which is a single vertex onto the line and say, this is an aperture. And therefore, and then you can build a graph that connects to that aperture. Um, an aperture could be, for example, an opening in a wall to let a pipe in, right? It doesn't have to be a window. And it can take any size. Any topology can be an aperture. So an aperture in topologic is actually not a geometry. It does not is not locked into a geometry, but you can associate a geometry with it. Got it. And that, that allows that kind of richness because you can then build your own semantic layer on top of topology. Some people use it for MEP. Ahmed is using it for finding apartments. You know, we are using it in, in, in different ways for energy analysis, etc. You you can just simply cast topology in different different case scenarios. Got it. Yeah, like uh, it makes a lot of sense. I was just thinking like, what if someone has the entity on the wrong context? Like, is there like an error? Like, what if I have, an, I have an aperture inside a column entity and like some people might not realize and it might lead to errors? So yeah, like no. TypeScript. Yeah, no, there is no, there is no right and wrong in, in topologic in that sense. The, what we call the business logic is up to the second layer that you would build on top of it to make sure, for example, that if you're, if you're thinking about apertures as windows, that they belong on vertical walls, for example, you don't want them on roofs as skylights, but we don't make, we don't make that restriction in, in the topologic layer. Got it. Interesting. And um, I think like, uh, so we know now that topologic, we have entities, we have connections, it stores in dictionary and key pairs and one can visualize it in topologic, but um, one can export that graph in in all the graph format they it supports. Yeah, so let me let me show you uh, how we have uh, how we have created graphs in topologic and how we have visualized them in in other software, mainly mainly Neo4j. So I'll go back to the um, and excuse me, I have to kind of skip through some slides, but I'll I'll get to it. Um, just one sec. So um, let me start with this slide. And this is, uh, again, uh, with, in collaboration with, with Ahmad. Uh, so what you see is, is that there is this building. It's a test fit building in the front. So that is what we are used to. You know, that's how we represent things digitally these days, you know, with, with a model, with a 3D model. But in reality, if you build this model using topologic and you create a cell complex, then you get the connectivity between all the elements of that model. And if you have that connectivity, you might as well express it as, a, uh, as nodes and edges, multiple nodes, multiple edges. This, it, again, you can, uh, as I said, you can say, I want one node for the walls, one wall becomes one node, or I want one node to represent the space, the room. So that's completely up to you. Uh, and then if rooms are connected and shared, they get an edge between them. But maybe you say only if they have an aperture between them, only if they have a door, do you want to connect them, not through like solid walls. So all of that you can, you can uh, control in topologic. And, but at the end, you get a graph. Now you see a version of the graph uh, behind that building in topologic, in Blender. But you also see that same graph now exported to Neo4j 
which is a kind of market leading uh, graph database software. It's really interesting. It, 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 you can mine data and you can write uh, spatial queries and, and get information back and filter the, the nodes. Uh, and also, um, you can see that these graphs uh, are pure topology. They, they don't necessarily have three-dimensional information. Uh, and if that's the case, they're really not meant for human consumption. I mean, like visually, if you look at it and you can't make sense of it. But if you place those nodes at the location where their original topological parent was, like where the room was, then they can start representing the building in a, in a different way. So this, this topologic uh, graph now is unfurled into the original test fit building. And every red node that you there you see there is located in the center of the room or the space or the corridor that it was on. So what you are seeing is not the building, you're seeing the graph of the building. So I'm filtering now by the balconies, by the stairs, by the units, by the common areas, by the garage, which is at the bottom, and by the amenity space, which is one amenity space. And that is where um, you can, we, you know, as I talk with, with Miguel a lot about this, saying we are in a kind of post-geometric or post-geometrical world where we're not abandoning geometry, but we are focusing on other things that can help us analyze the building, like topology, like the semantics, how it is connected, basically what is the knowledge graph behind it. And we can kind of park the geometry to the side for until we need it. We don't need it to burden uh, the spatial queries that we are trying to do. We can get a lot of information just by looking at this graph. That's amazing. Uh, my last question before we move to Ahmed for one of the application is, uh, I, we know like graph has been out, uh, that format has been out for a while. Uh, why haven't we seen large scale application or adoption of this format in AEC? I mean, I think I think it's a, it's a combination of things. Um, graphs are heavy. I mean, obviously to create them, you need to be, uh, you know, you need to be careful about what you want to represent and how you are connecting them, etc. Uh, the other thing is, I think in the AEC industry, especially in, 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 the, in the software, in the technology sector, uh, companies, uh, because there isn't a lot of you know, return on investment, a lot of companies will do the minimum to get a viable product. They just have to get it to, the, to market, whatever works. And it, it is very difficult to do things that, the right way. It's very time consuming. Uh, and as we were speaking before this started, as academics, we are privileged because we can sit back and think about how we want to do this the right way. And this is what we did with, with Robert H and Simon Lennon and the team behind Topologic, is that our motivation was, how do we represent space and AEC information in the, right, in the, in the most appropriate way? And how can we enhance that representation? Uh, so we didn't set out to solve a specific AEC problem, but we knew that what we need first is a proper representation and everything will follow from that. Got it. And I could foresee like, like as you mentioned briefly before, like this uh, format and structure is way bigger uh, 
application than we imagine in AEC. Like it could be the backend of Metaverse platform or like a lot of 3D uh, format handling engines. So no, yeah. absolutely yes. Uh, I mean, I think if you if you use a graph as your basic data structure, but it's not obviously it's not enough by itself. I mean, we're talking about graphs that are semantically rich. You need to also be able to connect multiple graphs and be able to travel from one graph to the other. But if you structure it correctly and you give that as a robust foundation, then all the spatial queries are consistent, and then you can build APIs on top of that and really magnify uh, the whole the whole thing. Yeah. Good. Cool. Like, uh, just to like when you say layered graph, like I. For some reason, I was thinking about layered smart contract logic, uh, which like if you have it open source, because now if there is another smart contract, I can refer it in my own smart contract and develop logic on top of it. So if there is other graph out there, I can do layered uh, computation or layered uh, business models on top of it. So. Yeah, I'll let you answer that because I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know exactly you know, how that actually works, but yeah, I have I have this I mean I have this intuition that um, very much like we started with BIM being kind of like the, the the source of truth and one model, and we know that that kind of falls under its own weight. I have this intuition that we shouldn't just simply build one huge humongous graph, uh, but perhaps have the ability uh, you know to federate those graphs. Uh, but also have interlinkages between them and, and layer them in, in different ways. Um, I know, for example, a, a much simpler example is when I was trying to do uh, 3D navigation or pathfinding on a Revit model, that I had to combine my 3D graph for navigating th through lifts and staircases or elevators and staircases with what is called a visibility graph to actually navigate in, in two dimensions on one floor so that you find the shortest distances uh, on, on one floor. But both are graphs. So all I needed to do is I use one plugin for the visibility graph, one, one my plugin for the 3D graph, and I just simply merge them together, literally merge them together. And that allowed me to now navigate correctly throughout the building in the con and in using appropriate methods if you are traveling up the stairs or you are traveling in corridors in between rooms. And that kind of layering and, and connectivity is, I think, what, what is needed. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm saying like I it would be really uh, great like uh, if like I could use graph as a modular components like we have in website making where I can plug in, okay, graphical, egress component i can pull down and set into my geometry i want building simulation component and npmi topologic building simulation it downloads uh like something like uh that format like it would be great like modularizing use cases mm -hmm. so people can integrate it in their workflow yeah absolutely uh, if i can jump in here i mean this is what we're trying to do on two levels with with connecting um topologic with smart contracts, uh, the first level is the one where uh, we basically say um, you can take essentially any, let's say, innovative topology that someone creates or, or, or geometry that can be analyzed into a graph 
and then you can store it on a smart contract that then can be reused by everybody that has access to it. Um, theoretically, you can also incentivize someone maintaining it or improving upon it, and then everybody who maintains it um, receives part of the revenue that that library generates, in a sense. And I think that's where probably also you have your part of the answer about why these um, interconnected uh, graph-based uh, kind of concepts have not been seen in the in the industry for for a long time, I would say, right? So if you go back to the 60s and the 70s when they did, you know, hospitals in um, uh, large uh, computing, um, essentially in, in mainframes, a lot of the underlying data they would use to to describe the the program of the hospital would be essentially a graph. Um, but what happened is that the the um, computing industry essentially went into more closed formats, essentially because the companies would need to control that to um, protect their their revenue and their business model. Um, so it takes not only I would say if if this is to survive in the industry right it's not just you know it's easy for us academics as as Vasim was saying right we're privileged we can think about stuff but how do you then make it good enough to survive as a business model out there i think that's then the challenge now in terms of smart contracts the two ways where graphs are used is when you have essentially an idea and you kind of create that as a as a uh, original geometry and you want to use this as a module and then the smart contract uh, incentivizes you to do that but then when you actually you can also use the same kind of slightly tweaked you could use the same kind of um, smart contract and graph to create a representation of all of the components and material passports in a building and that that creates a really nice infrastructure um, information infrastructure to create a circular economy. It's not a circular economy yet, but it kind of creates the resilient information for how you would recycle a building, say, 40 years down the line, 50 years down the line. One of the problems we have now is that if we want to recycle a building, we have no uh, reliable records about what happened to it, right? We might have, you know, paper drawings or, or even card drawings about how it was when it was built. We have no reliable information of where everything is uh, through its life cycle. Uh, so the combination of topology and smart contracts, topologic and smart contracts, allows us to create at least the infrastructure to do that. There are other things involved that that need to to that we need to take care of, right? So including the economy, including you know dashboards for all of that. Um, but that's the, that's the kind of like the the basis the under the the infrastructure to do it i see i i think like since we are on the blockchain smart contracts uh topic w one question uh, i had is what if uh like uh iot items let's say in particular room with particular uh mm -hmm. incentive we can uh, monitor the daily usage embed it uh in a spatial platform and maybe have yep. sustainable lifestyle behavior and do daily rewards either through blockchain or non-blockchain and because we can track everything so there is there are a couple of um there are a couple of positives and a couple of negatives for, for that right so if you mention 
uh, monitoring user, users in Europe, uh, a lot of people will start having trouble with, with that concept, right? So, um, so in certain jurisdictions, uh, you have to obey with the GDPR policy and any kind of data you collect through IoT needs to be scrapped of any kind of personal data or anything that might even remotely um, helps you identify a user, right? So that's the first layer. That might be less of a problem maybe in the US sometimes. It's certainly not a problem in Asia a lot of times, right? Uh, because there is a different level of trust and um, the, the whole kind of computational setup on, 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 on the cloud and how you share data is different. Um, it's certainly possible. Uh, I would look at um, maybe not, not blockchains per se, but um, uh, direct uh, 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 cyclic uh, graphs like IOTA. So if you look at IOTA, they have essentially a really nice model of doing that where you can, um, and, and if you scale it, that's where I think it's, it's beautiful. It's not just on the you know, single user, single building, but you go to the level of say municipality, right? So you could incentivize with a very transparent way um, building users to pay less council tax if they consume less, you know, energy in a sense. Okay. Um, and, and, but the, 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 the concepts are there. The, the biggest trouble is actually creating the infrastructure and then making sure that this is resilient and transparent to the level that is, that is required. Now, part of that might also start uh, looking like a digital building logbook, which they do exist at least in Europe in, in certain jurisdictions, but they are uh, completely um, non-standardized. So every, every country has their own kind of idea of what a, what a logbook is essentially. I see. I'm just thinking if IOTA can do this, why can't we like? Oh yeah, I mean, IOTA at the moment uh, is, is open and it's, uh, you know, we can, uh, in the same way that we can interface uh, a, a topologic struct with uh, uh, an Ethereum smart contract, it would be almost the same way that you would do it with, with IOTA. Um, I, I don't remember what is the, the primary language they write in, but uh, they also are now making a Solidity compiler. So a lot of the things we've done already with Ethereum, the nice thing with Solidity is that it's, it's uh, transportable essentially to, to, to their structure. Um, so so I, I would say the technical level is, you know, it might be feasible. The problem is fixing also all of the other things you need to fix, right? So the legal part and the uh, agreement and incentives part. Good. And uh, when you say topologic integration with smart contract, is it, uh, uh, you mentioned briefly, like having a struct inside the smart contract or if it's an NFT, the metadata is contains topologic uh, geometry structure or it's we, we all, have done all everything in IPFS? We have done both. So we have done both uh, having topologic as metadata on IPFS, and then you can refer to it and question it and, and, and go back and forth. Or you can actually write uh, topologic uh, entities directly on the smart contract, which I think is really uh, cool and and uh, elegant, I would say, because it doesn't require you to, to uh, maintain IPFS. Interesting. 
So what's coming next for topologic and blockchain research and experiments? Um, if you can share. <laughs> We, we can we can we can share we, we're trying to we're trying to make it easier to use so i think that's the the main the main um hurdle at the moment so trying to make it as graphical as possible um because at the moment we're we're mainly working with code and uh we have a couple of uh bits that i'm not going to reveal but we're trying to work on a, on a level where we try to make it sustainable in the end but the first thing that I think people would, would expect to see in the next six months is more graphical tools to make it easier to work with. Got it. Uh, Vaseem, Ahmed, would you like to add anything? Uh, no, I'm just saying what, what, yeah, watch, watch the space in a way because, um, you know, my, my, my focus obviously is to make sure that Topologic is sustainable for the future and, and kind of like has a future. And as I tweeted one time, as I said, you know, it, it, Topologic's future is probably linked to Web3, definitely. Um, so we, we need to find ways that it will have an impact in, in, that, in that space because we're, we're, moving, we're moving in that direction. Uh, one, one of the things that I like about the idea of connecting Topologic to the blockchain is the fact that you can use Topologic to analyze what you are doing and then send that information or send that solution as one of comp competing solutions out to a smart contract. And the smart contract can then make a decision about whether that solution is, is the best solution or a good enough solution, and then you can be rewarded based on that. So it, it fundamentally changes how, how you do business and how you, you know, and it, it, it really democratizes the process because anybody can then say, Here's a, here's a smart contract that's that's available. Here's here are the tools that you know talk to that smart contract. I can use Topologic to Topologic or or an, an reincarnation of Topologic. I mean, we use Topologic as a kind of just a keyword for for the system that is designed well, perhaps even if I may say so. Uh, but you can use that to uh, make better decisions, and those are proven through sophisticated uh, algorithms that would look at what you've done, analyze it, and, and agree or disagree that this is a, a the best solution possible at this stage, and then move it over to the next stage. I'm I'm very excited about that that new way of of doing or of optimizing a, a building design. Mm -hmm. But yeah, maybe in terms of the user interface, yeah, we need a better user interface. I mean. Sverchok and Grasshopper and Dynamo are only three instances of an interface to a standard Python library. We can have it. We can have that Python library expressed in many, many different ways. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what what people will will write on top of Topologic to interface with it. Mm -hmm. and and I can add. Yeah. I can add about uh, something about it. First of all, when we are talking about blockchain. Like me, I don't have uh, a lot of experience in what is uh, blockchain in deep, but I can understand uh, the main, uh, 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 like the main target of why people is using it uh, outside of this money issue or outside of like security and so. So, but what what you what you get a feeling that there is a big, uh, like how uh, Tio said, like. Uh, 
ecosystem and this ecosystem can be expand like it's scalable what I like with merging with Topologic that my, let's say it's a journey with Wasim and thank, thank Topologic for that, that any idea will come uh, to Wasim mind, uh, he apply it to Topologic directly and Topologic accept this idea. Uh, even if it's connected with a new program, even if it's a new logic of making new algorithm and now with Theo like it's also topologic can accept this idea about blockchain so it is also like scalable like the the blockchain how it will look like in the future and uh, i am also not super i'm a good architect and uh, digital uh, good digitally architect but i'm uh, in coding i'm not really going deep and uh, maybe i will not maybe i will We'll see. But also there is the what I'm learning now uh, from Wasim, the machine learning, like if this graph linked to blockchain and it's secured, then the machine can be more efficient to learn all our history and it's nobody can corrupt this information anymore. So there is a, a big huge like possibility for me as an architect how how to see the building virtually this is really a big step and i i guess that topology will make this big move soon that's great uh, i was just thinking about ui uh, as you were saying uh, is is there a plan for topology to go web based or uh, and another is like if we are developing let's say web-based virtual worlds like in 3js is there like a topologic parser coming up where i can reconstruct my geometry or integrate in scene in web environment i mean it is definitely a um, a goal it's definitely a, something that we are trying to to do the, the issue is always resources <laughs> the closest I've gotten to a uh, web display of, of a topologic entity, a, a direct web display, like in a web browser, is through Speckle. Because Speckle has a has a web, you know, a simple web display, right, of, of Speckle entities. And because I recently hacked the, the Speckle connector for Blender and made it a Speckle connector for, for Svirchok and for Topologic, I can now with one click, you know, in my in my Svirchok, you know, visual program, you know, say send, and it actually will open from Blender. It will open up a web browser automatically and will go to that URL and will show you uh, a navigable 3D model of, of the topology. Stuff. And if you if you change it, it will create a new commit and will update the model and you will see exactly. So you can change the slider and it will update. Um, obviously, we are moving between ecosystems and maybe it's not the most efficient way to do it. And Speckle is not really meant uh, the viewer is there for you just to check your work, but it's really much more, much more than that. Um, but yeah, we're 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 looking. I'm looking at all sorts of web technologies that you know, whether it's IFC based or something else based. Uh, the as as Ahmed said, the what really surprises me, even though we were part of the team that created Topologic, is how amenable it is to accept new ideas. Uh, it just, it's a really beautiful foundation. The logic stays intact, but
but uh, because you have the information at your fingertips, uh, you can very easily send it out. So Ahmed very quickly mentioned graph machine learning. We, I'm working with uh, Abdelhamad Yamani, who is doing his PhD. I think he, you interviewed him uh, on graph machine learning. And we recently had uh, a new paper on it. We achieved 96% accuracy in, in, uh, in predicting what graphs, graph labels are. Uh, but we were able to output from a topologic graph to uh, something called DGCNN, Deep Graph Convolutional Neural Networks, simply because all the data was there, right? So you can very easily uh, talk to a graph machine learning uh, system. And now what I'm working on, I'll, I'll, I'll try to, to describe this. We're working on uh, integrating graph machine learning within Svirchok, within Topologic, so that we don't have to uh, export text files and go to PyTorch or something else. We're just working on nodes that will give you a, a graph machine learning neural network within topologic. Got it. The, uh, yeah. add on, 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 on that, the, I think the, the ambition is there to kind of take topologic to the level where it, uh, it at least runs as a web two library or, or, or even a web three library. Uh, but uh, we're always battling with resources in our own time, right? So if anybody has like 10 programmers, we can borrow for this. Please. And I think, I think <laughs> that will we'll, 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 we'll say no on, to that question. Topology hackathon is coming. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, the reason I, I was asking about like parsing part is so currently all the metaverses they have like because ERC seven like NFT standard there's an image data and you can attach your image URL and every metaverse platform recognizes it and it uh, renders it in their world. So if there is like a way, if there is, let's say topologic data and there is a structure and I can use that to construct my wall again in all this metaverse is like, like parsing it and like rebuilding it would be really interesting. I will need an education on all of that. It's not an area that I have been looking at. <laughs> on, on, you guys have been doing it, so. I, 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 think, I think it would be possible to do it. Um, we would need to take a look at what its platform is using, but we have certainly done it between software. So between saying, sending something from, from Revit to Dynamo to Blender's Virtual, and it, it translates as exactly the same. but. I think the problem you're going to run into is not the topology problem. That's going to, topology is so great that you're going to have this translation really nicely. It's the actual geometry you're going to see in the end. So I think there we have to look at what each platform is, is um, uh, supporting in terms of geometry and textures and all of that. I mean, I would need to see also a, a case for like, so what, what is the, what is the added value that topology can bring to this? Uh, and I said, before we can discuss that, I will need to educate myself about yeah. all of these technologies in the metaverse and see if what, you know, can topology bring something new or is it just another geometry? If it's another geometry, you know, in a way, forget it. We have, we have geometry editors. Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll, I can tell you what the, what the, what the business case would be. It's, it's being able to uh, protect assets that belong to the user and being translatable between metaverses. I mean, Everybody right. talks about everybody talks about the one metaverse, but actually, in reality, these are 500 yeah. platforms, 
and sure. and and you might um, you might own a table or a room in one platform that you have utility within that platform. So the question that Mayuri is asking, you know, could I take that geometry, translate it into a set of topologies that also uh, as dictionaries and also have, you know, geometry, my curtains, you know, my tables, right. all of that, and then take it from one platform and translate it into another. Right. Because because then I can design it in one and then translate it into any other, you know, immediately. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I think sorry. Yeah, yeah go, ahead. go ahead. I think that this is accessible now by using topology because uh, like we are talking today about graph but me when i when i start to understand what is graph inside topology it is like a wire and it's closed and it's non-manifold so it's it's a new kind of wire that i can use outside of graph and outside of knowledge and information when i know that what graph mean and how can i embed the data inside the wire to be a graph so any shape in in mesh form is a wire have a wires at the end and if these wires have a dictionary and have data then i can describe what what this wire for and one of the important dictionary that this wire can have or the vertices of the wire can have is the location so i can reform my uh, geometry let's say in any other kind of, uh, in any platform, other platform, which just, just with the structure of topology, like I will start from the vertices, give it the dictionary to describe where is it, what is it, and then go upward to the age that it's uh, make these, and, and go upward, upward to the big cluster to, to, I will see the building. And this is actually what I learned from topology. Uh, today, like I planned a little bit to to give uh, a use case uh, in in Epro, the company in Epro Console, the company I worked I'm working on to uh, with today uh, to to give like uh, a vision uh, how 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 we can compare topology to to a, to the reality a little bit. I know that professors now or doctors are talking to us. But also sometimes you are facing a small problem on the office and with this all the stress uh, uh, inside this atm engineering atmosphere, it's have a lot of stress. So uh, you can't, you don't have time to test. So you need the time just to product. And if there is an idea will come and will, will make your production more faster, you will accept it directly. And I think topology can do that now uh so this is my i believe that it's accessible today to that topology can do that yeah like like uh the intent is like currently uh like i don't know we might need a specific uh block uh we need to propose to ethereum like erc 5000 where this is the 3D geometry format, which is universal accepted for all the blockchain development. And it's like a raw data structure of geometry. And if there's a metaverse of voxel-based or GLB, they can read this raw geometry data format and interoperate. So right now, like when I say NFT, the best part about it is if I buy one NFT, all the metaverses recognizes and I show it. So I don't need to reconstruct that image in this particular metaverse. So what I was thinking, if there's a 3D, I, I don't know what's the best 
raw compacted format where geometry where I can use that to create a Vox model or GLB or blend blender file just from this raw in any metaverse uh, I am part of. Maybe you can yeah. ask Theo more about 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 these. <laughs> I, I think I think the, the the standard answer would be um, essentially in each metaverse you would need ways to be able to access and talk to Topologic. That's the um, I, I, the 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 really surprising surprising but also wonderful thing about Topologic is it's uh, the the data structure and the the structure of the topology that uh, the Sim and Ace have created is so uh, resilient across platforms. So you, you take it to blockchain, right? And you can write structs that correspond to this. You take it onto to, uh, Blender or Revit and you can write um, you know, uh, scripts that would basically work with this. Uh, so what you would need, again, this is in theory, right? So you, you need to, you know, you, it depends on, on, on each of the metaverses. And as we've seen together, Majur, right? Some of the metaverses are not even ready for simpler um yeah. you know translations so you would need essentially tools that would be able to to talk to the um, uh you know cell cell complex aperture kind of uh structure and then translate that onto their own engine in, in a sense mm -hmm. but what i'm what i'm curious about apart from the uh, data structures mm -hmm. what i'm curious about is whether any of the uh, methods uh, the API that we have developed for Topologic, because Topologic is, you know, it has what about 200 methods now and, and growing that do analysis, that get information, that create information in different ways, create geometry and topology in different ways. Uh, and some of these are are unique. Uh, they're they're really, I mean, like creating the graph, like finding the shortest distance in a way, three-dimensional way. Uh, whether any of these APIs or new ones that we could write. Uh, can have a role in, in the metaverse. So rather than just thinking about uh, just the geometry and the, and the information associated with the geometry, can there be um, uh, analysis or, or some sort of query that Topologic can help with? And I think that would be, that would be the value add for me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah like my side, yes, but from the metaverse, uh, the, the the answer from me is yes, but uh, uh, Maya also will answer inside uh, from his like Web three. I'm I'm outside of this story, but in, as an architect, yes, it have it have a, a lot of potential to use topologic than any other program. Yeah, like uh, um, as you said, like it's possible. Like every metaverse can call APIs, have their own data structure. Like if I own a parcel. But uh, what I'm thinking is on like, why not make a standard which every new metaverse or current metaverse needs to comply with. So right now, everyone, every metaverse needs to comply with NFT meta standard. So now they by default, they need to have a plugin or some component which renders NFT. Right now, there's no uh, standard where everyone needs to comply with this particular 3D data structure. So that's why I can talk to one particular metaverse, make topologic API calls and render it, but not every other metaverse will follow it. I understand. I mean, I think I think that uh, I mean that you know it, it reminds me of so many other things where standards were always competing and trying trying to, to be yeah. the the standard, and it's the 
it's going to be the person or the company that writes all the plugins for all the metaverses so that people don't have to think about it and they can always kind of move it. And that becomes the de facto standard. That goes back to why DWG was so, so you know, popular or DXFB so popular, simply because everybody was able to, to read and write from it and, and becomes a standard. So, yeah. I, 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 I think if we reach that level of, um, I mean, taking the example of NFTs, right? you're talking about everybody's using the same ERC-721 standard because, it, because it's the most predominant one, but it, it's not a, a real standard in the sense that, you know, ISO hasn't gone in and said, well, this is the standard for NFTs, right? It's, it's essentially a market mechanism. Everybody's using that because that's the dominant thing in the market, right? I mean, we, yeah, it would be perfect if, if Topologic reached that level of saturation and um ease of use essentially because it would be it's there it's the easiest one to use everybody else is compatible with it so why not use that one but it takes a lot more again resources and time and 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 work to actually reach that that stage yeah so essentially you are will be competing with like nvidia who might have resources and building all the plugins for all the software all the web tools versus topologic who's yeah, I, I think thank you, I, thank you for that comparison. But I can tell you, Nvidia will win for sure. Uh, but I think that, um, as I said many, many times, uh, top, perhaps Topologic's contribution will be that it's the idea of Topologic that will actually win the day. I mean, somebody just recently uh, on Twitter uh, reminded me of Chuck Eastman's 1975 paper. Uh, and I, I went ahead and, and reread it. I know the paper very well, and I just reread it today. And it's really amazing how you can you can almost imagine that this paper was written yesterday. Uh, yeah, the technologies are, were not there. Yes, he is talking about uh, the, the, the hardware and the software and how much memory they could because they were struggling with that, right? Now we don't we don't really worry about it as, as much. Um, but the concepts are there, and I'm hoping that by sharing and putting YouTube videos and doing things like this with you, Mayor, is that the concepts behind Topologic, uh, somebody will pick up on them and might implement them in a, in a different platform or might implement them even in a faster and better way. Uh, but that probably is the long-term uh, contribution of Topologic. Got it. I'm curious to know Emma's use case for Topologic and uh, how you're using it. Yeah, I, yeah. Have, I have your presentation, Ahmed, if you'd like me to go through. Yeah, sorry for that, because my co other computer was had a problem today, so I sent the presentation to Wasim. Uh, Wasim, if you can yeah, share the I'll, screen. Yeah, I'll share my screen, and uh, just, tell me, just tell me next slide, and I will uh, yeah. move forward to the next slide. Just give me a second. I will talk. I will take, uh, maybe it will take like 10 minutes, something, if you don't mind, Meyer, about it. Uh, okay. Uh, yep. Because I, I think, so the, I think, uh, uh, I thought today, what, what should I, what should I present? And also I talked to Wasim a lot about, maybe we must start to record a use cases, uh, like all the possible use cases that it's already done in the project uh, to 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 make a, 
to make a big image that how how like the end user don't know that all the detail that we are talking about he don't know about graph he just want to click and to take the result and this is one of the thing that we i faced and we see facing all the time uh, to clarify how topologic is work so for example here this is uh, um this is epro consult is the in the left downside this is the company in dresden based in dresden uh, and I worked uh, in, in EPRO since five years. Uh, so I was like implementing new ideas always in uh, new ideas about digital idea, how, how we can use tools and how, how can we uh, also turn our like, like uh, running, running this mechanism in our mind to, to use new, new tools, even if this tool is really will not help, but this will help the the colleagues to under to talk to each other more in BIM in, in this BIM life or digital life. So this project as is now it's, it's uh, we are building this project in Dresden. This is a apartment for students. It have 197 uh, room and I use topologic in uh, a lot of uh, uh, like I I build the script above topologic. Uh, to uh, to make my work faster and more efficient. If you can change with him, the so before 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 going deeply into the project to to know how how I become to use uh, topology Wasim before two years ago he asked somebody who know Revit and have a little bit experience in Dynamo to to cooperate with him uh, to translate this uh, kind of information. It is it's test fit model. To how we can build a cell complex out of a cell complex is a type of uh, of data inside topology, if because not not everybody know it. But how how we can actually translate this information into another information, which is called topology. I was new uh, for that, and we succeed uh, 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 with these models. I I remember it's twenty four uh, model. So we succeed to build. A cell complex, or to hit the target that we 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 need to 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 fix all the bugs around that, and if you can change with him, and I learned from with him this need to be played. Uh, sorry for that with him. It's need to be like uh, run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and also I went uh, more deeply inside inside the topology to learn more and more. And then we can, I learned how to extract data uh, from a single model, like uh, how, to, how to know where is my internal uh, walls, how to describe the walls that they are separating, between, uh, separating uh, stairs and the rooms because they have special uh, specification, like they must be concrete. Uh, or the slabs, the big slabs, they must be concrete. The outside walls, they must have uh, isolation and so on and so on. So here, what we see, this is by using Blender. Uh, you can see uh, uh, clearly how topology can recognize nearly all the elements that you want to start with inside BIM. Like, uh, and this is this will help also not just the architect. Uh, it will help also the structural engineer to start analyze this kind of data to see you can. Maybe you can uh, like uh, query what's the cost of this project. Maybe you will change this design in the beginning, or uh, you will say that uh, uh, we we are using a lot of uh, concrete. So 
so you can hear a lot of information from the beginning. If you can change the theme, please. This slide. Okay, so this is a script. After after these two slides, this is in, in left side is Dynamo, in the left side, in the right side, what you see, this is River. So I made a script to translate this information that I talked about uh, to build up the prototype directly inside inside the Revit. And this this is just in this like three, four seconds. And maybe this the whole now the whole concept what you see, it took 20 minutes, then you will have a model. So uh, uh, if you have then 20 model, so then at the end of the day, you can give your project manager at least, or your manager, uh, a 10 models to, to start talking about them. And this helped us in the project that I present in the beginning, this helped us a lot uh, uh, to, because I have just five days, and my manager came to me and he said, uh, you have just five days and we can't change the building. Give me a plan for existing building. We have a design already and, and, uh, and I believe that this design must be changed. So I, I took an idea, okay, I will use now my skills in topology to see uh, it will change the mind of the customer or not. So if you can change also with him. So uh, these are one, two, three, four. I have more than these. Uh, these came from TestFit, and then I like uh, uh, what what we see before. I I just choose all all the uh, all the necessary element that I need to make a small presentation for the client, and the client directly changes his mind, and he choose this this one what we see on the the second one. Uh, and this was really a good alert for me. I will continue on that inside this project also because this this is uh, amazing. So if we can change. So going to graph these pictures. This is not mine. This is Wasim's. Uh, but uh, the left the left side. This is one of the models actually. And Wasim, he is always taking this model and building a graph inside it. And I am, every time I'm, I'm afraid, like, what is this? How can I deal with that? And I'm pushing always the graph to the end, like uh, before like one and a half month, maybe two months, I start to read about graphs and to know how can this help. And if you can change Wasim, please. Next, please. So the, uh, the graph helped me to, to figure out another problem, like to solve another problem. This, this plan, uh, I took it from the internet. This plan is to describe inside an apartment, the architect, the, he, like using the BIM, we have a problem. How can the, pro, how can the tool or how can the computer know that uh, these are three apartments? Uh, it's nearly impossible to let the program know uh, by himself, the, this, build, this level have three apartments. So the architect, the architect need to click on each room of these or each spa space, let's talk about spaces, each space and give this space a unique number and then group all the spaces as a apartment. If you have, an, uh, if you have a, a 600 apartment and each apartment have three, uh, three room or six room or whatever, this is a long journey, so it is like it will take sometimes 
two to three days. And if you have problem with one number of these, then you are you need to repeat again. So if you can change with him. So this is a tool. Um, maybe you see it. Uh, the this is uh, so the target is that with uh, maybe a simple click uh, from the architect, the script that Topologic is running underneath will tell you will 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 make this target and i succeed with that i shared this in 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 uh, in uh, twitter before uh, this needs a little bit time so here this is a uh, this is like just a demo it's not a real building uh it's just a demo to see that a sim i'm not i'm not really like i'm using dynamo i'm using visual programming so i'm uh I don't need a, a, a big skill or like I don't need the years to do that. I start Dynamo since two years from now and I can apply a, a lot of things that I never imagined that I can do it. So if you can change, and this is topologic, give me this possibility. Now the next, this is the same. Oh, the same, sorry. Yeah, thank you. This is another example, like this is the same example. We can also jump above it. This is a tower that this is not just for, for one level. Uh, I applied uh, this uh, tool for the, for the whole building in one click. And this need couple of seconds. Uh, and then all your, all your apartment are sorted and all your apartment are grouped and they have num labeled as a number and each room is labeled also with uh, with a number so this is a, a lot of information you don't need to think about it if you can change you see and how graph were in the background there is a graph talked about so this is a, this is one level of the building of the building that we are uh, in 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 april the, the the first one we saw so what we see here we see here a room or a spaces in 3d and we see also a small faces one uh, some of them in red color and some of them in blue color the blue color is uh, is uh, presenting the windows and the other is presenting the doors so if you can change with him so with him in the beginning of our meeting today he talked about uh, aperture and what is aperture and how we can use it in this in graph so when you build a, when you build now a, a graph and you ask the it's like it's like a pathway you will ask i want to go from this room to this door from this door to the next room and so on but i need to use just the doors and the windows and i don't need to use anything else so then you will succeed to have one connected graph and connect all the building together if you can jump in with him also, like next, please. Uh, I think there is one, there is uh, there is more picture before with him maybe. So I'll, I'll keep it like that. Uh, so the, the thing, here we have two color, two color of the, in the graph. We have one in, uh, in yellow, I hope I am half color blind. Yeah, uh, and the other, and, and the other, and the other, yes. And the other color in, like there is another color and this is separating the graph into graphs or from the beginning when I talk about wire, like now I have a lot of wires, each wire is describing my apartment. So I, it's grouped already and it's have information. So you don't need uh, to take care about 
is it right is it wrong you don't need to see it even it will be wrong or it will be sorry right always because it have but of course the architect must do the thing in the beginning a little bit right so can we jump to the next one uh, here is clear like how how the graph is going this is the the outside cube is the balcony and it's going from the, this balcony to the living room and so on and so on till it's crossing the going to the corridor and this will help not just for grouping like uh, we we are facing also now i'm working on this script like in each room you need to know how many person there is for a for a fire uh, protection so you need to know how many person will will cross this door and you need to cure you need just to calculate that to know how your staircase will look like how the width of the door will be so can you can i yeah. can i jump in just for with one comment on this image please please because if you know i just wanted to point something out you'll notice that there are a lot of blue windows uh right here but the graph only connects to one of them and ignores the other ones and that is that is a user choice because not not all apertures are the same this aperture is an exterior aperture. It is not a, 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 an aperture that connects one space to another space. So Ahmed chose to just simply create a node for apertures that sit between spaces. And that's the topological aspect of it. Uh, while these ones that are not connecting spaces are, are ignored. You could ask Topologic to connect to them if you are interested in them, or you can filter them out. Just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and here we can see clearly also like each apartment, how this uh, uh, graph is look like. And I'm thinking today after our discussion that now we are building this, this new building and this graph is there. So this graph will not change, but the information are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then this information will go uh, for facility management. So the same graph will stay forever till this building will disappear. So connecting that I, with, the, with what Tio said, that from the beginning, we have nearly, it is now what we are seeing is really a simple graph, but this graph can be more, more complex. And I put it in this presentation just to see how, how that it, you can make it. It's not really a, a big, big deal to make a graph. But if we can layer this, like Wasim also mentioned in the beginning, we layer this graph as a graph above or connecting graph to each other, then we have an eco good ecosystem. And I hope this graph can uh, can be used to 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 uh, to feed it to machine like machine learning method, graph machine learning method. I'm outside of that, but I believe that this will lead on that. I don't know Wasim if you can add if you want to add something above. About no, that. absolutely. I mean, I, I think you, you mentioned the fact that uh, graphs in topologic also can become, you know, physical entities or digital entities in the sense that they're just a wire and then and yeah. they are imbued with information. So you can take that topology and uh, connect it to other graphs. I mean, this is how you have this pink colored graph with the yellow graphs. Um, and so you can accumulate them. You don't have to create one graph for the whole building and be done with it you can look at a different aspect of that building create a graph for that and then you just combine uh, the two graphs together or multiple graphs together 
it's it's a, it's a way it's it's how how you will ask this graph so in this building we we why how this will help us this give a free time for uh, for the architect to now generate a lot of building this is real this is what happened in the project and also to make a lot of uh, option design option to figure out do we have another possibility to do it because of this stress I told you about. So I was doing these jobs, what is uh, uh, just numbering, and we don't need in this time to, to, to think about these. Maybe we will focus more on design. Uh, so if you can uh, jump, uh, uh, sorry, not jump, like click the next Wasim. So this is another, this is outside of EPRO, this is me and Wasim do it. This is an open source uh, uh, a shape file from GIS we, we we imported in Blender and this is parcels have information and we build a uh, we build uh, uh, a topologic uh, entities or topologic uh, faces out of it uh, we have still we seen two pages like if you can uh, like next and we put a building the buildings which which are this is like uh, this is the stand of the of the building. These buildings are are real, and these buildings also have information. So if you if you click also next with him, this is the last image I think. So if you see here in the blue, the really uh, light blue uh, graph, and think about what I present before. Also, I can isolate here the these islands. So if I ask now the graph that uh, separate me separate uh, the the or take out the, the dictionary or take out the, the street from the calculation, you will end with island of graphs and these are alive. So it can be ex extendable or it can be scalable. So I hope this example will give a small image about what we are doing in reality. Yeah, thank you, Wasim. This is a great presentation. It was so insightful to see uh, all the use cases and things you have developed. And I have one question, uh, like what was the most challenging part for you to learn uh, graph or topologic and what's your advice for people who want to learn? Uh, actually, uh, first of all, architecture is adventure. So uh, when there is a new idea will come on your mind, don't don't give it, don't give your back to it. Try it, give it a try first, and uh, and then you will discover that your mind will handle it fast. And uh, you will after after six months of working on something, you will be expert, and the people will start asking you about favors because you can do it. So, uh, uh, and this is exactly, this is exactly describing the issue here in, in topology. First of all, like, I was not expert at all of in, in this thing, but when I start to work with Wasim, I, I learned and I start to apply this in my work. And this is work now perfect. And now in, in the work, they are asking me really like, I, it's nice. Ahmed, can we make a graph out of that? And and you can hear something. <laughs> so I will I will tell especially the uh, the the young the young uh, uh, architect that try as much as possible to uh, to train yourself to using a new tool because you will never know how 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 your mind can accept it. That's, that's it. That's in, in, yeah. 
and i'll also recommend all the viewers to like because you guys do workshops and uh, also tutorials on the website if you want to learn and and all the team is very approachable so you can tag them on the tweet if you are stuck at something if you have any doubt or you can approach them like uh, they are pretty uh, helpful to onboard you into the topologic ecosystem absolutely yeah so if i were to say very very like on a baby language like bim uh, had information which helped all the parties to implement it but that information structure was not efficient for analysis data manipulation sorting and searching and now with topologic uh, you redefine the way this information should be structured which can open up way more data driven or analytical queries which can be asked on that structure yeah 100% i mean that that is the the main issue and this is what we wrote in the original proposal it's not that bim cannot become graphs but uh but you have to struggle to to get the information out and connect it yourself and 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 build that kind of coherent information and then it's up to you to maintain it not up to the bim platform to maintain it topologic takes all of that and says okay we'll we'll represent it ourselves we'll give you the information whenever you need it we will have it and we will just simply take that off of your plate and allow you to think at a higher level so because that's how progress is going to happen is if you're always dealing i mean you'll notice like a lot of the projects dealing with revit and with other other build systems is that they're they're always like in struggle with the data like oh look i've been able to extract this and combine it with this and make something out of it but they're always struggling at that low level and we're hoping that topologic kind of relieves that and allows you to think about the next stage as, as you saw once ahmed knows that graphs can be built they can be combined everything else he can start thinking creatively about how he can use it for for to solve larger problems and I was thinking when Ahmed mentioned the fire egress use case, what if now the city uh, accepts that you submit this type of file for proving what's the exit egress time? And sorry yeah. to get blockchain again into this example, but if it's uh, immutable like on-chain that this was uh, on this date shared by the designer, and let's say something happens with the building, they can check what was the original file and what's the exact uh, physical, was it it's matching or things changed between time? Or if we want to file revision, you can again commit to the city council and both the revisions are on chain and anyone can access it, so. This, this can be a great idea. This can yeah. be really great because I, I, do, I like a, I'm familiar also like the project will will go through steps and sadly that each step we need to print this paper and this paper uh, uh, when you open it after five twenty years maybe sometimes and sometimes that the people died already you can't read all this huge information searching for one specific information and uh, this can can help a lot on that and also you can't you can't see the design how the design grow and how the design change uh and the history of the design you can't open these paper paper but but you can make a a, a program that will visualize that 
I, I know this is a little bit far, not a little bit, it's far away a little bit from, from our brain that the computer can handle that, but I don't see that this is too far. Uh, uh, is there any uh, anything uh, which we didn't cover on the building representation data structure you guys would like to cover or, or share? No, I mean, obviously, there's a lot more detail to the, the data structures that uh, topology can represent. So but I would I would suggest that people are interested, at least go through uh, the initial documentation that we have on our website to look through at the API and then uh, start investigating that. But uh, topologic is not just about cell complexes, really. I mean, as I said, you can deal with wires only. You can deal with uh, cardboard shells, like just shells that are uh, open. You can deal with all sorts of things or just cells. Uh, but it, 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 the information that you can get is consistent. Uh, so I can ask an edge for its adjacent edges, or I can ask a cell for its adjacent cells. It's always consistent in, in that way but it has a certain depth to it. And the topological relationships are also not just uh, hierarchical. Like I, it's not just that you can decompose a higher dimensional object into its components. You can also climb the tree. So you can ask a small component like a vertex, which room, which cell uses you or for an edge, which two faces uh, share you. And, and that allows that kind of bi-directional uh, travel between topological relationships. I have one call to action question for each one of you. So first, I'll start with uh, Theo. Uh, if uh, people who want to develop topologic blockchain integrated apps, what are some areas uh, to consider and explore? And uh, you, we have like limited bandwidth. So if you had more time, what else would you develop? If if I had more, so if I had like eight more hours in the day, um, <laughs> I would go with, well, we're kind of already doing it. Um, I mean, at the moment, we're looking at circular economies and digital twins as a, as the main aspects of what we want to develop um, fully. Uh, if we had... If I had eight more days that I could, eight more hours that I could develop specifically to that, it would be to try and take topologic really as a decentralized distributed binary that we could, we could always have on the cloud and be able to use rather than have on our machines. So that, that would be, so creating kind of an infrastructure that would be resilient and, and, and there all the time. Got it. And a connection to blockchain? Any? Any tools or? Uh, well, there, there, there I would say the, again, the vision there is that this would be run on a, on a, on a distributed basis that is incentivized by blockchain again. So uh, people would essentially, if we had to kind of architect this, people would run this on, um, on their own machines essentially. And when you're using their power, um, they, they would get a token. To be able to do that, it means that we would be able to break down the the libraries of topologic into modules that could be, you know, run uh, on a parallel fashion. Oh, like a decentralized distributed software hosting yes. service yes. provider. Okay. Yes. To be able to have it as as uh, as that 
uh, I think everybody, everything else that we are doing at the moment is only, cons I mean, we, we are working on it. It's more of a, of a, um, yeah, getting the resources to be able to do it. Uh, okay. I'll keep an eye for your token. <laughs> okay. Uh, Emma, if you had uh, more time, what additional use cases you wish you could develop? uh actually even if i don't have i will fight because we seem to know how how can i fight <laughs> times i i uh what i what i want really 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 they say it's in general badly uh and i see that there is a vision uh, that can be done directly is uh taking the information from gis system and start to uh make it uh, a under the system or like constructed in the system of G of blockchain, uh, because this is can can be happened, uh, but need really need time to work, need time exper a lot of experiment. Uh, but what Tio did already uh, when I read his research with the, with Wasim, uh, and Wasim sent me another two research and I read it and also in the, my background in work that now we can connect building to, to, to the city and now we can connect our, our model to the real graph like Google is using and all the, all the uh, uh, people are using, then it is a big possible, there is a big advantage now. I hope I will work on that soon. I'm trying and I will see. I hope Wasim will support also on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And Vaseem, uh, what tooling libraries is you want to develop in case you had more time? Uh, perhaps it's more old fashioned, but what I have been wanting to see happen um, is the creation of a really interesting and interactive shape grammar system that allows a, a user to create an architectural language per project, perhaps, or per firm, whatever it is, and then apply these rules in a very rigorous manner to design the, you know, design the conceptual topology first, as well as translate it into an open BIM IFC, perhaps standard. Uh, all the components are intelligently populated and thickened and placed correctly, and you don't have to worry about it. Uh, it's a, it's a, you know, obviously Ahmed showed how a topologic model can become a Revit model. Uh, I don't know how much uh, tweaking that model needs, but uh, that was kind of hard coded. Uh, so every wall becomes a specific type of wall, etc. If you had an extensible system of of rules and your own vocabulary, and then apply that. Uh, that could be a really fantastic system. It needs a lot of interactivity as well. It needs to be not uh, visual programming only. It needs the five people that uh, Tio talked about, the five yes. programmers. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and these five programmers live in a in a world that is made out of you know thirty hours per day or forty hours per day, not twenty-four. Interesting, like th that. That's very interesting, like interactive shape ground. Uh, uh, I think like it would be good to have like one topologic annual anniversary or hackathon where people are just tinkering and workshop and getting like-minded to 
let's just tweak it and uh, like find use cases. We should, we should definitely do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, my students tinker with it a lot, and then Ahmed tinkers with it a lot. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, maybe we can make a make an event out of it and see if people get interested. Yep. I really appreciate all of your time for doing this. It was quite insightful. I learned a lot and hopefully all the viewers uh, learned and got their minds triggered. What are the possibilities they can do with topologic and various use cases? So really appreciate uh, your work and getting it, first of all, uh, out in the public where this is the new paradigm. And I could foresee like it takes a lot of efforts for people to change the mindset, change the workflow. So I'm, I really look forward how this evolves. Great. Thank you for having us, Mayur. I really, really appreciate Thank you so all your efforts. Much. Thank you, Mayur. It's great always. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Have a nice rest of your day. Bye. 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 Bye.